Hi again, everybody. Welcome to day seven of the big social media fast. I am JR Man. You are wonderful. How you doing? What's going on? Um, seven days. I've I've done no Twitter, no Instagram, and no uh, Facebook, and and that's not a monumental thing. I mean, people do it every day. But uh, for the majority of us, you know who you are. Who um, listen? There's a thing, man, with social media. That's all there is to it. It's become a thing. And to move intentionally in people's lives means a lot of times we move digitally. The problem with the social, and you've heard me say it before, the bitter irony of the social is that it turns us into autonomous individuals, only focusing on self. We really don't social. We really don't go out and social. <laughs> like play a basketball game or a game at a table or sit around and talk uh, and visit with the people like we used to do back in the day before Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, before Insta and before the twits, before Trump got a hold of a phone, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Day seven, day seven brings us Paul Forger, my brother-in-law of 25 years. Hold me, <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me. My brother-in-law of 25 years. Uh, we've been, uh, gosh, we've traveled the freaking planet together, man, and done a lot of great things. We both married sisters. We don't talk about that. We probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we both married sisters who are very much alike, so that's kind of a funny dynamic. But we tell uh, we tell some road stories here in this uh, in this little podcast. Um, hey, if you're looking for a spiritual director or mentor, I'm your guy. I'm Jr. Jrman.com. Jrmahon.com. Jr. at Jrman.com. My phone number, my uh, all my accoutrements to get a hold of me are on the website. Be more than happy to journey with you in 2019 as you discover who you is. Uh, and how that shakes out with the divine. So I'm your dude. Hey, if you're the other thing, man, is if you're dead end in your career right now and you're like wanting to move, I'm your dude too. So give me a shout. Bad kind of a relationship goo going on around you. I'm your man. I can help you. Kids, teenagers, problems. <laughs> uh, are you having a hard time moving your teen off of digital? Are you having a hard time just moving your teen? Uh, let me get in there and shake it up with you too. So give me a call, write me, I'm your guy. Here is Paul Forger. So then we arrive and I go, hey, who are you? Uh, Paul Forger. <laughs> so um, you're my brother-in-law. So when does it constitute brother-in-law? When I got married to die, right? That's how it works? That would be it, right? No, uh, I had to be married to Karen, her sister. First. I know, but like the start of our brother-in-lawness mm-hmm. would start when I got married to die. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's do the Jesus story then, too. So we got to do that one, too. We got to do that one, too. So you got to understand, so for those of you listening, so Paul Fraser is my brother-in-law, so I've been married to die 25 years, so we've known each other 27 years, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, 27. like 56 yeah. or so. But yeah. yeah, yeah. If anybody's wondering about the background, we're, uh, it's happy fun time in California, and it's like 30 out and raining, so we're inside tonight. Um, and now we're doing a podcast. So the whole idea, (laughs) the whole idea on the podcast for the next 40 days is to my, my top 40 people. That's not to say somebody who's 41 or didn't get picked is an a-hole. That's not it. That's not, that's not it. That's not it. You just have to set a delimiter somewhere, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So whoever's. You have a zero DB somewhere. I think I have feel bad for whoever is 41 and I'll announce that. <laughs> so um, we're moving intentionally in the next forty days, like face to face, like conversations. Put the phone down and let's get at it. I don't like something I'm hearing, but I'll adjust it in post. Um, 
Is it my breathing? I feel like I'm breathing. No, I can't. I can't. I can't hear you breathing. So you and I have known each other 27 years, officially brother-in-law and brother-in-law for 25. We've traveled the country together. We've shot films together. We have raised children together. We have seen incredible shenanigans. Like, there's so many, like, now that we're sitting down, now I'm like, holy shit, why don't we tell the story about us walking in the hurricane in Charleston mm-hmm. when that dish thing flew off of the... Tropical storm, Gaston. Yeah, right? Gaston, yeah. Gaston. Mm-hmm. And the the dish flies off, and we're like, we keep walking. We're idiots. Um, the literally corrugated roofing was blowing around. <laughs> and, like, if it hit you, you were going to be sliced. Yeah, you were in trouble. But we kept walking that night. I just remember it was like, oh, why? We have to take our opportunity to be in the hurricane thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've been hit. Here's, here's, and I know people won't believe this. People, you've been hit by actual lightning. Well, what do you do for a living? Tell everybody what you do so everybody gets a perspective. Oh, I, uh, I uh, create uh, videos for construction company. Yeah. Uh, safety and training videos. You, but yeah, but you, you like run an in-house production facility. That's like, yes. that's like the deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of the people on the top 40 are TV film people. Go figure, oh, okay. right? Few of them ministry people, but again, a lot of them are going to hit the late 40s, frankly. So now, um, okay, so let's, so you have, how many kids do you have? Four kids. Four. Married what? Like 50 years? How long have you been married? 32. 32. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. 55. You're 55. You're lying sack. How old are you? Are you really 55? 55. Yeah, you are 55. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Because uh, I was going to say younger, frankly. Um, okay, so here we go. So here we go. You've actually been hit by lightning three times, right? Is it three? Uh, no. The, the one time that I think I was actually... Well, directly struck. Yeah, well, no, wait. Just give, give the answer. How many times have you been hit? Three. I've had three close experiences. I never got an injury like a burn or anything like that. But you were actually struck. One of, the, one of those yes. times you were actually struck. On Saranac Lake, yeah. Okay, on Saranac Lake. So that's upper New York State. Yes. A bunch of islands, pine trees, small islands, and no place to escape. We were at a, a youth group canoe trip, and we are is this nighttime, daytime? No, when is daytime. it? Daytime. It was daytime, and it was typical upstate New York summer weather where there's a lot of moisture, low overcast clouds, and then rain comes through, and you hear a little rumble of thunder, and um, and then we had a downpour, and I, you know, when downpours occur, that's a it's a big conductive, uh, it, it it's conducive to lightning. So I was in a, a tent uh, cleaning out, um, kind of making a drain around the tent. I was actually going to use my hands, but I forgot this is a podcast. Um, you can. <laughs> I'll tell people he's using okay. his hands to I'm build it. Yeah, use so your hands. I had a shovel, and I was you know, trying to clear out around the tent. Yeah. Just making little. There was a downpour. Yeah, yeah. We were under the tent. So yeah. I was trying to drain so it didn't flood the tent. Yeah. And lightning struck a tree next to us, and it blew up the tree. I mean, it literally fragmented, and shards came down on us. And yeah. And it blew the shovel out of my hand, and I just stood there tingling, <laughs> saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like that. Literally, that's what I was doing. So, okay, so you, okay, so you, okay, so that's the one time. Do uh, What happens 
But okay, so as a guy who's never been hit by lightning, all right. All right. you do the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus thing. What's yeah. what's next after that? Like, is on Friday? Are you still like, oh, <laughs> like are you still what? Well, it it, uh, it was a surprise strike because, uh, like I said, it was just a downpour, and then all of a sudden this lightning bolt comes out of nowhere. It's literally not out of the blue, but uh, out of nowhere because it was overcast. But I don't know why I go into details like that. Anyways. Uh, when I, we decided, you know, cancel the canoe trip. We took the kids home because uh, I thought it was too dangerous to have them out there. Yeah, well, you were so, just hit so, by lightning. Of course it was too dangerous. Well, my buddy, Jim, was yeah, in a tent. He was taking a nap, and he was on a rubber mat, and it actually boiled the roots because these are really small granite islands. Yeah. And, you know, root systems are the only path, uh, the path of least resistance to the water. And it literally exploded the roots and blew him off the ground. But let's continue the canoe trip. Is the logic here? Yeah. So no, we didn't. So we got the kids home. But like, hey, I, I got an I idea. Was... Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the roots are boiled, and and my hands are fried. But what the hell? Let's get back in the canoe and keep going. Full disclosure: I had no burns, <laughs> but it felt like it. Uh, but when I got home, uh, that that day um there were continued thunderstorms and i was really freaking out with the lightning uh, and i freaked out for about a year or so after that anytime lightning would occur to the point where my co-workers knew that i was like triggered when a thunderstorm was coming through and i worked in a large industrial complex at xerox and they kind of joked about it with me i mean when i left the department they gave me they made a, a you know they had a party and they had a submarine shaped like a lightning bolt <laughs> A sub sandwich. Jesus, we're great friends. Friends like that, man. Yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> so, okay, so that's so that's the first one, but then there's others. There's other. Okay, there's was, other lightning strikes. That was the second one. The well, that first, was the let me second go back one. To the first one. Okay. The first one was in high school. Okay. I was uh, in a townhouse in downtown Rochester, um, and our I was watching a Genesis concert uh, back when cable. TV remotes were still connected with a cable to the television. Yeah, and you slid the thing. Yeah, you uh, slid it. Uh, Forty-four uh, channels, I yeah, think. Yeah, and uh, and then maybe UHF or something like. Good, that. Good, you are fifty-five. I mean, yeah, that's, I know. That's I'm how really that goes. Myself, anyways. Uh, I had it on my chest, and we had a little Samoyed dog, Natasha. She was next to me uh, on the floor. I was watching Genesis. It was great, and uh, lightning hit the cable line behind our house, fried it, fried it right up to the back of the TV set. All the cables had to be replaced, fried the TV set, and the dog started peeing all over the place. Oh, my yeah, God. It happened, and it kind of jolted me off the bed. Was okay, it shock? So, I don't know, but it felt like it. So cable hit, Saranac hit? Yeah, and that was the Saranac hit. The first one I had referred to was in June, I think, of 99. I think that year is correct. Labor Day of that year there was a storm system that came through that I had never seen in all my years in upstate New York. It and this is you live in, live in, in Williamson, yeah. New York. Okay. So you're right off the lake too. You're right, right off, off the, lake. the lake. And it was a really strong cold front. Uh, I mean, people were killed. There were microbursts in this storm and that hit the area. A guy was killed at the state fair. Um, but when I saw it coming, I knew, especially after my June experience with lightning, <laughs> I instantly had everybody down in the basement. So you were kind of freaked out. I mean, this this is a this is a point. This is trauma. I'm freaked out. Like I don't want this to happen ever again. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know if it's really trauma legitimate, but it freaked well, me out. I know, time, I, I know from personal experience with you that like that, I made you walk in the rain one time and I knew that was frying your brain, but go ahead. Yeah. So here comes the storm. Well, the, the storm came and, uh, and you say had, everybody get in the basement. Yeah. And our basement is a, was a walkout basement. You had an A-frame. Yeah, it was an A-frame with a 40-foot chimney. It was a beautiful sandstone. Indoor pool. Yeah. Dude, you were living large. Yeah, kind of. That's good. It sounds yeah, good, but I was going. house poor. Yeah, keep going. Anyways, the, uh, the, the, the lightning hit the top of our chimney, uh, <laughs> and it hit the gas liner of our gas fireplace, which happened, to, which is a metal unit yeah yeah which came all the way down and the lightning severed the gas line right behind the stove in front of a, oh our faces gosh. fortunately i turned the gas off because it was labor day yeah that would have been disastrous <clears throat> we didn't use the grill anymore but uh it, it severed the gas line and then the lightning jumped across it was like a pin it was really thin like a hair but it jumped right across in front of our legs over to a lamp cord and then hit ground through the lamp cord and put a little pinhole in the lamp cord but we watched it Right in front of us. And it also exploded our chimney. The top five feet of our chimney fractured and rained, you know, Crack. 15, 20 pound stones down on our deck. So here's me. I'm like cosmically is like I do what I do with people. Like, you know, as a spiritual director, I'm like, hey, man, what what is that? Like, why does the uni- why is the universe connecting electricity with you three times in your up to now? <laughs> up to now in other words there could be more right sure uh, yeah yeah so what is that like do you think like what is that nobody it, do we think anybody else on the planet has been hit three like do you have you researched that i've i've seen youtube videos but uh no i'm not yes i've researched it but i forgot what I i'm just saying just, i'm just saying that's a unique like this is a, a unique like there could be a guy who does a show like the guy's in LA and he's producing now. We're gonna do lightning stories, and they would want you on the show. I don't think so because I've watched some of those shows, and I mean the people that get on those shows are ones that actually the lightning penetrated their body and it didn't do what's called a flashover. Well, let me help you. I'm 51. I've never had those even come close to that experience. That you and you've got three of them. <laughs> I'm saying you're on the show. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So is Perhaps. there is is there do you think about that like cosmically like what's going on there like you know like everything's got a meaning everything's got do you go there ever I well yeah I did I did for a while and then you know that attenuated it faded away that, those those thoughts I I just got I, it, at one point I just got so because uh, I was fearful yeah no I, mean, I know I would not touch a light switch during a thunderstorm yeah. I wouldn't use a phone well let me go to the hut the, that's when we had phones connected to the wall yeah now it's there's no phone in here you know what I mean? right so you come and visit me in Hudson Ohio with the family and now it's overcast it just had rained I was let's go walk down on the path we get in the truck we drive down to the path I can see you sweating and I'm like let's go and you're like I'm not getting out of the truck so this did affect you. I mean, this is like a real oh, thing. Oh, no, no. It definitely affected me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you're Southern California. Like, we never have to. Was a day like this freak you out? Because we just had, like, we had some crazy rain today. This doesn't freak you out today. No, actually, I, I actually enjoy a thunderstorm now as long as I know I'm safe. I mean, look, lightning's dangerous. It, it, it's a huge killer. I mean, in, it's like Florida. And I just did some videos down in Florida. And we have to tell our guys, hey, you're carrying around gutters that are, you know, 50, 60 feet long. If you hear thunder, you go inside. You stop the job. None of those guys care. 
I, I, well, right? They just—it's like I me. Think some of them do. If any of them have had an experience like mine, they would care. Well, I so I mean, you know, I was in television business for for decades, and I cannot tell you the amount of splintered truck mass I have oh. seen in my time. Because guys would be like, look up, and they'd be like, whatever. And this is like back in the '80s when like nobody gave a shit about anything, right? Like no, like nobody cared. Nobody cared about nothing. It, one of the stories I can remember is a guy got hit and it went down the mast and hit him and blew his shoes off. And he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he died. That was a very, very serious one. But that, that was one of those guys, right? Ah, what the, but you're right. It's super, super dangerous. It was an emotional thing. I mean, and I did try to connect it with not spiritual things so much. I mean, I did connect it to spiritual things, but I just got to the point where I just got mad being fearful and just said can I swear I said bleep it you know I'm like you, I'm you may cuss I cuss yeah I, okay. said, I said fuck it I'm, I'm just I'm so tired of being scared of lightning I can't do it anymore and so I know that you've tried to get me outside in lightning but I actually walked out of my A-frame into a lightning storm I hope none of my employees are hearing this now but <laughs> I, I did this was back before I knew the procedures Bill, Bill from Florida is calling you Bill on Monday <laughs> Bill's calling in right now <laughs> So you walked out in it. Just yeah, I to... walked out and forced myself to, which is not a wise thing to do because you're not supposed to do that. But I just was so tired of being fearful, I just decided to do that. So, and I got over it that way. Yeah, and, there, and there's that concept. There's like, there's uh, Diane, I know this chick, and she says, you know, and I've told you this. I've been yell at people about this. Like, you got to do it afraid. Like, fear is a, a natural human occurring. It's like how we breathe is also we fear. So the only way you do it is you march with the fear on whatever it is that's killing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- so that worked. That that essentially it did. worked. It did. Well, it's along kind with of a forced desensitization process. What? Do it again. A forced desensitization. Yeah, Rob. If Rob listens to this, he will. Well, that will come back to haunt. Comments you. from Rob. Yes. Not yet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So let's move. So you and I uh, spent a ton of time on the road together. Yeah. We broke. The speed record from Portland, Portland, Maine. Where were we coming yeah, from? Portland, Portland Maine, to Potland, Rochester. Did we say Potland? Potland. We were driving from Potland to Rochester. We yeah. broke the speed record there. No one had. No one. No one could break that. What are the hours on that trip? What's the hours there? I don't remember the hours, but at the time it was, and we had done it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it was two hours faster, I think. Yeah, we because I just. I mean, I buried it the whole way. And we had a guy with us most of the way on another in another vehicle. And I remember, like, when you exited, you're, like, waving, like, oh, we went 400 miles, you know, yeah. an hour together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we traveled, we traveled extensively together, and we shot all kinds of stuff for PBS, uh, some Discovery Channel stuff, um, some commercial projects. Right? didn't we do a commercial or two together? Did we do a commercial together? Mm, no. Okay, so maybe. Uh, or no, no. I don't think okay. so. One of the projects, and, and before we got, we started talking about we have to tell the story. So there's an actor, and who cares? Because I met, like, I have a couple, three, four different meetings after our initial meeting with Tom. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy named Tom Berenger. And we, well, I'm going to tell a story, like, because this is real. It's just real. So we're shooting, uh, what, what were we shooting? We're shooting a food channel thing? It, it, was, a, uh, it was with Bob Wagner. Uh, one of the top 25 chefs, chefs in the world. Yeah, he's Charleston chef, Charleston, South Carolina chef. Yeah, and we were uh, going to, uh, they were catching prawn. They were going to cook prawn. They were going to prepare prawn on a boat. 
and uh, what Tom had had a little Irish whiskey the night before, right? Well, no, a let's but let's let's back up here. Yeah, we got to back up. Okay, so that, you and I have a uh, a routine that when we go out and shoot and we <laughs> shoot cover, we would go out for five o'clock in the morning to capture sunrises and just cool just for cover. Yep. Because in, inevitably, our editors would always go, "I need more cover. I need more cover." So we would. So I was a freak about getting good light and. We'd hit the we'd hit wherever we could to get good good color and sunrises. So I knew that you and I had to be up early because I and I also knew we had an early call because of this boat thing. Mm-hmm. So Tom Berger. So at this point, we've flown from New York to L.A. and driven up to Santa Barbara. We're yeah. we're staying at a mansion on the coast off of Santa Barbara. That's one of the biggest houses I've ever been in. Just massive, right? Yeah, and a huge piece of property. Didn't it have a couple of miles of coastline? Yeah, privately yeah. owned. It was yeah. one of the only. It's one of the only. It's one of the last pieces of coastline like left, like this private guy. So we get in. So we're. So the producer has. This is where we're staying, and we're gonna shoot there too. We're gonna shoot there too. So we know Tom Berenger's driving up from L.A. And I can't remember if he was dropped off. He had a driver or what. I think he had a driver. I'm almost positive a driver. But we were all excited to meet Tom. For those of you who don't know who Tom Berenger is, he was in, um, he was in, he was, what the hell is he in? Hold on. I could, platoon. He was, right? he was in platoon, platoon, but he, he was also in, um, he was also in, oh, jeez. Wasn't he? What? What's the movie that that was shot in South Carolina that that Mike loved? I don't recall. Remember, it was. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. He was in Platoon. Um, gosh, this picture of him with a scarf. North Carolina. So he was not in Deliverance. No. It was Burt Reynolds. No. He was. Uh, okay. He was in. He was in Major League. He was the catcher in Major League. Okay. Okay. Remember, he was in Inception. He was in Platoon. He was in uh, Faster with, uh, with The Rock. I mean, he's been in everything. He's been in everything. But the, the big one from people from our generation that would recognize was that, was that one that was shot in South Carolina, but I forget it. But anyway, so he's a pretty famous, he's a famous guy at the end of the he's, day. He's famous. Yeah. Most people know who he is for Sergeant Barnes. Yeah. Right? Wasn't it Sergeant Barnes was his character? Yeah, I think it was Sergeant Barnes. Um, I'm trying to get this other one that he was in, but I, I can't. I mean, he's been in I so mean, many I mean, some dude stopped us on the street when we were walking with him. Oh, yeah. And said, you, you were Sergeant Barnes. That was so inspiring. Dude, he was, like dude, he was Gary in Looking for Mr. Goodbar. I mean, that's, that was a huge, huge film. Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers, he was Frank Ridgway. And um, he was, uh, I mean, he's just, he was, yeah, he was Jack Taylor in Major League. Okay, he was he was in Born in the Fourth of July. He was that recruiting sergeant and Born in the Fourth of July. So I mean, he's he's uh, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. So he gets to the house, and we're all excited to meet him. I mean, you're you know, again, all these people that are going, oh, I'm not excited to meet famous people are idiots because we all know they're bullshitting themselves. It's yeah. fun to meet famous no, people. No, it is. So he comes in, um, and he does the Irish whiskey thing. And at one point in the night, I can remember like. Oh, he's not going to bed for this call for us tomorrow. Like this, right. like it was like eleven or midnight, and he was like reciting Shakespeare in the library. I can remember that, right? He was like doing the mono, like a Shakespeare monologue in the library. You know, pardon me, thou bleeding piece of earth that I'm meek and gentle with these butchers, kind of thing. So good, yeah. so good. You're better than he is. I know. Like good, but I never, I never, they never discovered me. So yeah. So we realize at some point of the night, though, he has consumed. Just too much, like 
Maybe even just a, a little bit much, too much. Just a little, a lot, dude. I mean, he consumed a lot. And so I remember all of us a little concerned about that call for the next day. But anyways, we get up and we shot out early, right? We got out of there because we wanted to go get we're cover. Always there early, yeah. Yeah. So we went out and got cover. So now we're waiting. And we, well, the shoot was supposed to happen at like eight. And it's like, what, like one in the afternoon? And he shows yeah. up. And I can remember like there was no makeup on the face of the planet that was going to get him good on camera because he, he is obvious, just had too much money. So this, so regardless to say, look, Tom's a crazy great professional, but this is, this is a story. So, so go ahead, do the, do the audio, do the whole audio. Well, well, I, I, I had this new mixer and uh, I was doing audio for this. You were doing sound. Yeah. And, the, the the I had a new mixer. I can't remember the brand, but it was a four-channel field mixer. It was really great. It had a good, really good noise limiters. And we went through the entire process of cutting the prongs and going through with the chef. And it was, you know, it was decent. It was shot great. Of course and it was. And the audio sounded exquisite. I mean, I'm listening to my head. Well, no, wait. Like, now, wait. Great. At that point, I got to reiterate. I'm monitoring sound on board the camera. You're monitoring on board on a mixer. So the two of us, like, because if you, listen, if you're in production and you know what I'm talking about, if, if, if you got bad audio, like it's a stop, it's a full stop. Like, cause if you got bad audio, nothing, but nothing works. I mean, the it's reason done. you had good audio is you had the secondary feed out of my mixer. <laughs> okay. So, so I didn't have record. I didn't have record. Business, but. I didn't have record. I, yeah. I had a, I had something else. Yeah. Okay. You so, should have had. Record. Okay, that's good. I wish I would have known end. that. Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at the end, but you're but, the, but the point is is you're like hey we're good yeah hey good. we've got great audio mm -hmm. we're this is happening then we go around with the, then we just start listening you know the details better than I do I don't remember details like that I would never be able to testify in court but what I do remember <laughs> is that you've been hit by lightning three we, times I'm listening to the audio back from the camera. And this is just one of those awful moments in life. But, but wait, but let's, let's, let's do the timeline. So we're already late on the shoot. So yep. it doesn't matter that Tom's late. Tom's late. It's our problem because we have to make up the hours. Yeah. So Tom can do whatever. Like, see, if, 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 you, if, you, if you've never done production with people, like, here's the deal. The, the stars of your production can be late, but it's on the crew to make up the time. That's just how it goes. So now we're under the gun to go shoot more and more and more and more and more and more. And we're late in the day. So we have now shot the boat thing. We didn't, we didn't listen right then. Like we listened when we were in the car to the next location. That's when I, that's how I remember. That, yeah. Okay. Yep. All I remember is going behind a barn. <laughs> we could tell like, dude, come here. <laughs> yeah. So he, you, you had, okay. So the pressure is we're late. We're shooting with Tom Berenger, and we were shooting with a guy, right? We're shooting with a guy who, like... Oh, it's like an honor to yeah, shoot It's like an honor guy. to shoot with Tom. A huge honor. We got a great producer. We've got a great editor. Like, we, all, we had always had stellar crews together. Like, we had great... And now we're driving, and you're scrubbing the audio back to listen to it. And, but you don't tell me right away. You don't tell me right away. You wait for the barn. What was the barn moment? Because we went to, like, a farm or something, right? And I remember, I remember going back behind the barn. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to, ver you know, do a check and verify that it sounded good. It was a little late to do that. I mean, should have done that before, but lessons learned. And it just sounded like shit. I mean, it was a camera condenser, like. So, so it was hollow at, at, at ten feet. Yeah, it was hot. It was like it was like it was you know, like between back five and ten feet. You know, it was, yeah, 
and it was just awful. And, yeah. and I thought, well, maybe it's on a different channel. But what had happened is I, you know, I obviously had the camera mics on and never fed the actual Yeah, mixer. I didn't do a line in. Yeah. I never fed the line in, so... Okay, but okay, but your personality, and just so everybody knows, like Polly's crazy perfectionist, like hyper vigilant, like I need therapy. Yeah, he needs like if you're out there and you can solve some of these problems, call me, please. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the rest of the day was like we we looked at each other and went, well, we're not going back to the boat because we're already behind, and we only got Tom Berenger for a day, and if we go back to the house and keep him for another day, we're probably not getting back up again until noon. <laughs> So we're screwed. Like that part of the shoot, which was a big part of the Food Network show, like we were screwed. So we we said, yo, we got to tell Mike. We got to tell the executive producer. So I can remember, like I don't remember Mike, like because Mike was always very laissez-faire about shit. Like he was always like, hey, man, we'll be, hey, man, it'll be good, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that the, was, didn't he do that with us? No worries, man. Yeah, no, yeah, right? no, yeah, no worries. My, no worries, man. That's kind of where I picked that up, man. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so. So at the end of the day, though, I cannot remember for the life of me if they used the segment. I cannot. I cannot remember. Did they use uh, the footage that so. we shot? I think because he he said basically forget it because it was unusable. Yeah, it was just garbage. It was just you know he was not in good enough form to make it dynamic. I mean yeah. there was there were no dynamics there. So okay, I'm touching your wires. No, 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 you're fine. Okay, so we only got two minutes left, so we're gonna scrap the parent uh, stuff because okay. the Tom Barrage thing was fun and the lightning thing was fun. But we'll do one more. We'll do one more. Okay. So we're on an island. Um, <laughs> see if you can see his face right now because I don't think he was prepared for me to talk about the island. What was the island called? The island was called Morris Island. Okay, Morris Island. We're on Morris Island off the coast of South Carolina. For the off the coast of Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. For the record, this island was the beginning of the Civil War, right? Isn't that the deal? Like where the first shots of the Civil War happened? It's 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 near where the first shots happened. I don't know if it's the exact spot. It's where the 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 nineteenth, the nineteenth, fifty fourth regiment, fifty fourth regiment was decimated. Okay, right? so they the fifty fourth regiment was the only all black Civil War northern regiment, right? From Boston. Yeah, right? they're all from Boston, right? And we were doing a documentary on the chaplain of that regiment, and so it took us to this island. Now, when I tell you this island is hell. I literally mean it is hell. It is. It, no one should ever go to this island. You shouldn't get. You should, should just not get near it. It's and right. Am I right when I say it's hell? You need to be a rugged outdoorsman uh, uh, with tough skin. Yeah. So the producer, the executive producer, says to us, "Hey, we want you to go out and camp on the island. Get some morning cover. Get some sunset cover. It'll be fun. It'll be like a camping trip." Right. And so me and you, you've camped. I've camped. We're kind of outdoorsy kind of a dudes. The people who know me right now are laughing out loud. No, really, I can do it. And so blah, blah. So we're what your thoughts are what? Like, this isn't going to be a thing, right? I just for me, it was just camping. But then the wind kind of picked up. Right. I almost spit up my coffee. And, and, and of course, I, I was the production assistant and, you know, kind of an all around, you know, do whatever. <laughs> I was the production assistant and. I, I was trying to put the tent up in the wind, and well, but but help good. everybody. So there was a west, there was a, a west facing beach and an e, and an east facing beach. So the it pointed north and south. So if you were and you were right on the point, and the point took the wind right off the off the after the freaking Atlantic Ocean. Like when you go into Charleston Harbor, this yeah. is the island you see. So we're on that. You're on the point because we're like, hey, we'll set up here. We'll get the best color either way. Yep. 
So he, so I've got this footage of Pauly trying to set up this tent. That's the funny. Like, it's YouTubeable. Oh, you've got footage? Well, I shot you trying to put up the tent. I shot the whole thing. You've never, you've never known that to this day. Great. I, there's Hickey. If we were to call Greg Hickey right now, I bet you he could locate the footage. Well, yeah, let's not do that. It'd be viral. Um, okay, th- th- those are the great stories. Okay, so it, so listen, I I tell everybody, I love you, man. Like I would, I too, we man. have been to war and back, and it has been great. You you helped me build a television station. You've helped me raise my kids. You, you've you've been a mentor to me, a brother to me, a best friend to me. So that's why you're in the that's why you're in the top forty, uh, and you're not forty one. I'd tell you if you were in forty one. I'm, I'm glad I'm not forty one, and I'd say same though. You helped me raise my kids too. Yeah, well, I love your kids. Um, uh, yeah, because your kids are something else. We can't talk about the boy. We won't talk about the boy. Shh. <laughs> Um, okay, so good. So listen, thanks for coming on the podcast. See, it was easy. Thanks for having me. It was easy, right? No, it was great. I feel like I'm on a Joe Rogan show or something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Joe's smart. Do you watch Joe? I do. I love Joe Rogan. I haven't seen him regularly because I don't watch a ton of podcasts, but I was so intrigued by Elon Musk that I watched that. Him smoking the like doobie? Two hours, 37 minutes. That was a small portion of it. There were the, the interview was fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was just so cool to get into this guy's mind and... Listen to how he thinks a little you bit. You know, he almost got canned over that interview. The, bo- yeah, the board I, yeah, almost canned You don't canned really him. want your CEO smoking a dude. Oh, man. whatever, man. I've, listen to me. I've had bosses where I'm like, maybe you need to smoke a little grass, dude. <laughs> all right? Maybe you need to chill. Said the spiritual director. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Thanks. Paul Forger all day long. Paul Forger all day long. All right, people. Uh, end of day. What is that? Hopefully he's looking, looking. I forget all the time. Day. That'd be day seven. We're day seven. We're still day seven, right? Yeah, day seven. Yay. Day seven social media fast series. Uh, hey, if you need me, JRMan, uh, JRMan.com. J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. Um, I love you. Thanks a lot for being along on this journey. 40 days, people. 40 days of talking to my... The people that have uh, changed my life, that have uh, poured into me, and uh, in some cases I poured into them, and they poured right back. Um, 40 days of community, 40 days of intentionally moving into people's lives. If there are people in your life, man, that you haven't touched base with uh, in a quarter, uh, a quarter of a year, a half a year, a year, a few years, maybe a week, get them right now. Take your digital device, and instead of putting your fingers on it, put your ear to it and your mouth on it. It sounds completely wrong, but please do that. Do that. Do that and talk to the people. Get together with people. Um, go out to dinner. Go out to have coffee. Invite people over to your house. Go bowling. What? What are you talking about? Go to a party. Make a party. Create a party. How about celebrate somebody else? Celebrate somebody else. Pick a person in your life, celebrate them, and throw a party for them. Uh, but move intentionally. Man, the divine so seeks, wants, and desires us together yeah he'd like to see you every now and then of course but man does he trip and flip and love when we are all together and doing the love thing um, together and having the hard conversations because hard conversations are part of the are part of the journey I've had a, a thousand hard conversations with Paul I've had a thousand hard conversations with the people in my life and the hard conversations sound like you know I'm too full of myself uh, I, I drink too much uh, I, uh, I want to be kinder. I want to be more compassionate. I think I'm a shitty father. 
Uh, sometimes the hard conversations are, what's my next move? And I'm too afraid to do it. And I'm too afraid to talk to that person. I'm too afraid to call that guy. Those are the hard conversations. But that's what intentionally moving is. And social media ain't got a piece of it. So we can enjoy social media. And like I tell people, man, I am all about the Insta. I love it. I love scrolling through. It's it's like a, in some cases, man, it can be meditative. But in some cases, it can be super plain to all the bullshit that sits inside of me that says I am not worthy and I am not enough. Um, so I love you. JRMan.com. 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 Call me. Call me. I will. I promise you I'll call back. Until tomorrow, I love you. Yeah.